Hi there, guys. Welcome to Shield of Faith again. I am one of your hosts, Sharon, here with... Divine. And, um... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been a while since we actually posted an episode and we really apologise for that. Yes, we do. But we're here and we've got something for you guys. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We are going to be doing a Bible study. Mm -hmm. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to be doing a Bible study today. Um, Do keep in mind, I can only speak for myself, Dee, but I will definitely be taking notes. Oh, yeah. So we will try not to go. (laughs) Yes, so we'll definitely try our hardest not to go too quickly because hopefully you'll be studying with us. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, Before we begin, uh, I'll say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you today and I want to come and give you thanks. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you for allowing us to, allowing people to be in our conversation once again. Thank you for giving us this opportunity to Bible study with our brothers and our sisters in Christ. We ask, Lord Jesus Christ, as we speak, as we converse about the verse that you've given us, Lord Jesus Christ, may you fill us up with your spirit and your knowledge and your intelligence, Lord Jesus Christ. Let us be able to spiritually understand your word, Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you once again may all the glory and praise go to you in jesus name i pray and we say amen amen thank you lord okay so (laughs) we are going to be doing the 30 sayings of the wise today and that can be found from proverbs chapter 22 no yeah 22 yeah until 24 yeah 24 but today because it's quite a long one since it's 30 things so we're going to do the first half today and then we'll do the second half hopefully sometime at the end of the week so we're going to be going from verse one to no not verse one saying one to saying 15 (laughs) so we're going to start from proverbs chapter 22 verse 17 so we'll go one by one did you want to start off with us Yes. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Pay attention and turn your ear to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart to what I teach. For it is pleasing when you keep them in your heart and have all of them ready on your lips, so that your trust may be in the Lord. I teach you today, even you. Have I not written 30 sayings for you, saying of counsel and knowledge, teaching you to be honest and to speak the truth? so that you bring back truthful reports to those you serve. Amen. Amen. Love it. Okay, so when you read this, Dee, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Or what does this tell you? I feel like this is like a a command because the first two Mm -hmm. words is pay attention. So it's like, to me, it's saying God is saying, oh, pay attention to what are these sayings that I actually speaking to you and take them into mm-hmm. your heart because mm-hmm. once you remember them and you know what it's like to be wise you'll be able to apply them into your daily life mm-hmm. so yeah that's what i got um that first bit from 
verse 17 to 18 the what you said as well with the pay attention thing it's almost telling us that what can, what god is telling us it's going to be something very important so he wants us to gain not only physical attention but our spiritual attention mental deten- detention gosh attention um to yeah. be really focused as to what he's going to say because it isn't just something minimal this is something that could change the way that you live your life with god so yeah yeah. um we know that like god like it says in 18 um it will be pleasing when you keep them in your heart so if you go by the sayings then you have peace you will have all all basically all things that a person could want you know peace happiness you know all that kind of stuff so yeah and i think the rest of it is pretty much just an introduction to what the next is gonna say yeah be. so yeah uh should we, do, should we go on to saying two yeah okay and, okay i'll read it while you're writing thank you okay so saying two do not exploit the poor because they are poor and do not crush the needy in court for the Lord will take up their case and exact life for life. Chai! That's interesting. Wow. As in, because we know that God is just, and he's like, he will bring justice to the people who are poor and for those who are needy. Like, yeah. Oh, I got shivers To be honest, no, but this doesn't sit well with me. What do you mean? Like, because... I get it, like, you, and, and I know when they say, like, don't exploit the poor because they're poor and do not crush the needy in court. But for me, there's a lot of people who are needy and who are poor. And they're like, if, if for you, it makes you feel like you can't trust them. You can't, like, do anything about it. Like, for example, if you see a poor person begging on the street, and then mm-hmm. in your heart, you feel like, oh, yeah, I, w- I want to give something. And then when you give something and you see them doing something else with the money that they're not meant to be doing, then you're mm-hmm. like, why Why were yeah. you poor in the first place? Like, why are you needy in the first place? So, like, it's a matter of the fingers of us, like, detecting in our spirit. Is that person generally poor because of the situation they went through? Or are they poor because of the wrong action they did? you know yeah uh. oh yeah i completely understand what you mean i mean that's very explicit i don't really know how we could explain that further don't it's like if you see someone on the street and they're begging for money you pretty much shouldn't be kicking them and insulting them because of the fact that they're poor or they're needy because basically if you do that to them god will pretty much do the same thing to you because that's just and we all know that god is just i think i'm not about you i don't know about you but i think that's fair enough so it's fair yeah i I feel like it's fair yeah because god wants to be able to bring justice to everyone i mean we are his creation obviously he wants to make sure that we live a good life and make sure that we are you know well in life so if if it's needed for him to step in and bring justice he will do it he's god that you can't do that as well yeah i shall read the third okay. one and it says do not make friends with a hot tempered person 
do not associate with one easily angered or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. Yes, it says, so basically don't be friends with someone who's always angry or who's, or it doesn't necessarily only mean angry. Don't get that wrong. It might mean someone who's provocative, someone who stirs up trouble, etc., etc. People who intentionally do something that will harm someone else in a bad way. So that makes that it makes sense if you stay around them too much it's going to be a thing where what they're doing is normalized and you don't see it as a sin you see oh because they can do it why can't i and then you end up being like them and you basically instead of helping that person getting better you're dragging both both you and that other person down so yeah what do you think i've think that i really 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 hope that i read this first before i i even started secondary school oh me too because as in <laughs> if like oh my days like I, it's like you know you gotta experience stuff in order to make yourself you know smart and stronger with how you're gonna go through of living your life but like this verse specifically as in like for me i have anger issues so it's kind of like it's 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 kind of a thing it's something that i have developed with the type of friends i had so Mm -hmm. i feel a bit convicted by this verse Mm -hmm. but i understand because instead of me feeling like guilty or anything that i'm gonna take this verse and tell it to like my closest friends who hasn't you know, went through that experience or even to my children so to make sure they don't experience the same thing as I have because mm-hmm. that type of environment is not really a good thing to live in. Like, yeah. because the Bible says, like, be joyful always. Mm-hmm. So, like, I want to make sure that the people that are close to my heart, I want to make sure that they live as a happiest life as possible rather than mm-hmm. to be sucked into that kind of environment. Yeah. Also, when you think about it, um, I think I like to think of it as like, let's think um, the fruits of the spirit, because we all want to be Christ-like. Christ was filled with the spirit. Now, the fruits of the spirit, I'm not going to lie, I don't remember all of them off my heart, but one of them... I know the first, let me find it, give me a second. (laughs) Yeah, go on. But I know some of them were peace and joy. Now, you probably won't be able to find peace and joy with someone who is hot-tempered because that is the opposite of peace and joy you know being hot-tempered means being angry being jealous being you know those kind of stuff did you find the verse yes i did so go on tell us galatians yeah there we go galatians chapter 22 chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 Mm -hmm. And it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, joyness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. See, self-explanatory. So hot-temperedness was not casted as one of the fruits of the spirit. So if we are around that kind of 
energy, if we are around that kind of behavior, it isn't going to do us any good. We are not being Christ-like. We are not living in the spirit. So this makes a lot of sense. This is something that we should all apply, whether we were, if we were the hot-tempered person or if we are around hot-tempered people. So, yeah. Same for do not be one who shake hands in pledge or puts up security for debts. If you lack the means to pay, you're very bad to be snatched from under you. Wow. Do you know what? Oh, I have to reread that. <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like I can kind of understand what is being said here. You know? Like from just from reading it, from thinking about it, it's giving the idea. It's like saying, don't agree or promise the things that you know you can't fulfill. And that can happen a lot as being Christian. Because, you know, um, it might just be me, but sometimes even when I go to church, I'm hearing a lot of people where they're like, oh, I asked God to do this and then I promise I'll do this. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But then if you are going to do that you should definitely make sure that you will actually be able to fulfill the other side like I know for a fact um last not last week but like a while ago I asked God oh um God I asked for you to do this and then in as as a trade back I will give my personal offering and I will go to Sunday and I will worship your name and he I, I asked and I received. So then I was obliged to do my side of the bargain, which I was able to do. And that's basically what this saying is telling us here. This is just one side, by the way. This is how I've interpreted it. You should be able, unless you can't, try to make sure that you are able to fulfill the promises that you make, especially with God. Because, you know, we're all in a covenant with God. God wouldn't break it with us, so we shouldn't be breaking it with him if that makes sense yeah but what do you think yeah it's basically it's like um i feel like this is a matter of trust the people that you trust and how much you trust them in terms of like for example i have something like sharing like personal information that is not meant Mm -hmm. to be shared and and if that was to like go out there'll be a bit troublesome like it's something that no one wants to actually want to go through so for me it's like be able to detect if the person was genuine or not in order to keep the promise that you make or to keep the the information that you told them like even for god obviously god is is a spirit he he can't like magically can come down and be to talk to other people be like oh yeah divine said this mm-hmm. said he mm-hmm. is faithful he is trustworthy. He is someone mm-hmm. who will keep your promises and he will remind you of the promise that you have said or the information that you said and like keep assuring you to make sure that, oh, I, I remember your promise. I remember what you said and don't worry, it will be fulfilled. Just have patience and wait. Oh, I should write that down. What do you think I'm doing? Just be patient and wait. Oh. I'm going to keep saying that. Oh. I think that because should be our motto. It really should. Because especially for those who are very impatient, like there's a me. lot of people who be like, that's <laughs> me. I'm so, I'm being honest. 
to that God, is that, that is me. I am the most impatient person. <laughs> like, there's times I'm like, oh, God, you told me that I will get this job. Oh, God, you told me that, that I will be able to get into this school or I'll be able to um, be the top of my class or you'll, you'll show me that you're this and that. Like, some people will, like, question God and mm-hmm. not be able to, like, think, like, maybe God is doing something on your behalf, but maybe on your work like in your own doing you do nothing like better mm-hmm. without worse is dead <laughs> simply yeah. as that so if you have the faith and you're not mm-hmm. doing the works like what are you doing my guy like you're basically sitting there like a <laughs> penguin doing nothing because it's not it's, there's nothing coming out of it exactly like you just that's why patience it's is very like, important. Do you know what and it's then, like? It's like saying that you're good at something, but you choose whenever someone's ever told you to do it, you choose to never do it. It's, it just, it just doesn't sense. work that way. Yeah, it doesn't work. Like, like with you and God in the relationship, it's basically a partnership, and mm-hmm. within that partnership, both sides have to work. Because mm-hmm. the devil is like the devil doesn't like us being in relationship with God, and when mm-hmm. we're growing that, and when we keep growing there, and we keep talking to him, we keep reading his word, we keep praying, we keep singing, we keep worshiping. He doesn't like that, and you will come mm-hmm. back ten times harder to make sure that mm-hmm. you, that you fall into the wrong ways, and we don't want that. So yeah. we just have to be like cautious of to be patient and to make sure that our faith needs to grow like stronger for our spirit i completely agree that was a very good point Devai. i like yeah. it so i was i was really trying to write that down um so yeah but i got it all down I yeah. got it all down okay it so says good. this is the fifth saying the fifth saying says do not move an ancient boundary stone set up by your ancestors hmm. hold on Wait, wait, by an ancient boundary stone, does that mean like, well, like um, a promise that they have made with God or like... Um, uh, um, possibly? Because, I don't know, I feel like, um, say like, for example, Abraham, mm-hmm. uh, Abraham was obedient and then he received a covenant with God that like mm-hmm. he's basically generations of his family will like be fruitful and multiplying yada so obviously that happened but if it was a case where uh someone in abraham's family did something wrong mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to continue that covenant mm-hmm. like is that is this something like that? I don't know. In my mind, do you know what, what? Like. you saying that? Um, it kind of reminds me. Oh, do you know what? It reminds me of um something that we were learned like uh a few years ago, actually. So, you know the mm-hmm. the story of the Tower of Babel, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When they keep so, building the tower, thinking that they will reach heaven. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you see how they were all descendants of Moses. Yeah. Right. So God had a promise with Moses. And then mm-hmm. they did the ark. Uh, no. Sorry, not Moses. Noah. Goodness me. What's going on there? Um, <laughs> so God had a promise with Noah. No, but the ark, etc., etc., etc. And 
then the flood happened and then you know all of his sons they had children and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and so they were all basically following the covenant that had been set up between Noah and God but then I don't remember which oh, I don't remember which son but one of their descendants they they started the Tower of Babel which was basically a rebellion against the covenant or between Noah mm-hmm. and God so maybe that could be an example of this saying because they went against the covenant they went against the ancient boundary that was set between Noah and God that could be an interpretation I don't know but yeah. it didn't it made me think that it makes sense it makes sense towards the verse to be honest it, maybe if we look at it maybe it's just you know I don't know you know this is interesting this is an interesting one it depends on how you interpret it really hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a thinking one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we should put a pin on that because I want to yeah. really think about that. Anyway, yeah. saying six. Saying six. Do you see someone skilled in their work? They serve before kings. They do not serve before oh, uh, officials of low mm-hmm. rank. Oh, I like that one. They serve before um, kings. This reminds me of the story of David. Go on, tell me. Like, you know how, um, what's his name? Samuel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Samuel went to that house, was like, oh, I need to anoint someone um, mm-hmm. with, um, you know, with the Holy Spirit. And then all the brothers came through and then it was like, oh, you're not worthy or you're not this, da, da, da. And then the little one was left in the field and mm-hmm. he was the most skillful one in the family, but the youngest so everyone thought like you should have went to the oldest rather than to the youngest and then when mm-hmm. god said that he is the one do not look by the appearance look through the heart that's mm-hmm. when god sees like your true power like the true identity of yourself and for david there was people who was jealous of him that oh that god anointed him rather than like his older siblings and the fact that later on in his life he became king so like he was skillful in this way because he was kind he was helpful he even helped the king console um, in that time he even defeated goliath because he had faith mm-hmm. in god so like that that's what i mean by like it reminds me of david but then now think about it, it also reminds me of the story of joseph as well it mm-hmm. kind of links because with joseph he was jealous by his brothers because of a dream that he had. And based on that dream, that made his brothers to sell him into slavery. Mm-hmm. And when in prison for like how many years? Then afterwards, that he's like an emperor in Egypt. And, you know, like was now shown more higher rank than everyone. So it's, I think it's a case of when that we should not let the appearance fool you. Like, we should be able to see what the hearts is speaking to you because the hearts mm-hmm. will show you what is the true person. Because someone can, might come up to you be, like, looking rude or may seem rude or doing, like, these type of actions that doesn't 
really shows his true identity but when you sit down you mm-hmm. get to know him or get to know her and then you see that oh their true self is starting to come out that's that's what i'm thinking do you know what you speaking of both david and joseph has given me the idea that it's not only david and joseph this could be applied to every single story in the bible you know oh, yeah, it could. because i'm thinking of it as this way I, in church, we're always taught that God has put something inside us that makes us extraordinary, that makes us us. We all have a gift from God. That is what we could see as the skill in someone's work. And maybe what this saying is saying is that the gift that God has given us, we should be using to serve before kings. And the king of kings is God. So basically, we should be using our skill, we should be using that special gift, that extraordinary extraordinary element mm-hmm. in us for praising God. We should use it in the name of God. So whether you're, whether you're able to sing, you should be a gospel singer. Whether you're able to act, you should make, you know, Christian movies, etc, etc, etc. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. So maybe that's, that, maybe that's what it that's what it means and then yeah. i thought oh you you can apply this to everyone because everyone had that special something you know yeah. like yeah. say for example jeremiah or paul or was it deborah those kind of people they use their they use their power they use that put that special part of their personality to help either the people of god or to um use for god's glory so mm. yeah that's what i thought so Saying seven, when you sit to die with a ruler, note well what is before you and put a knife to your throat if you're given a gluttony. Do not carve his delicacies for that food is deceived, deceptive, deceptive, deceptive. Wow, interesting. This is really interesting. I like this. When you sit with a ruler, note that what is before you. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Is it like be like be aware of who is around you? That kind of thing. Possibly, or when you okay. are given an opportunity, or when a door opens, you need to think about who's giving it to you, or. Yeah what you what it could be used for you know because you know some you know sometimes there's just people you know they'll be like hey have some money all of a sudden but you don't know if you know not all yeah. money is good money that's just one example right so yeah, sometimes yeah. there are certain doors that are open there are certain opportunities that are given to you that are not always given from god sometimes it's given from the devil you know that door might be opened mm might have been opened yeah. by the devil so you need to think about how you why how are you going to respond to it are you going to take it because if you take it that could possibly damage your life you know something like that that's why i was thinking uh, do not crave his delicacies for that food is deceptive for that food is deceptive you could also think about you know the ways of the world don't follow the ways of the world you know that verse in romans do not conform to the world yeah i was thinking it, of that it kind of links yeah you know don't look at what everyone else is doing and it's like oh that looks fun 
it might not be what I should be doing, but it looks interesting. Because, mm. you know, that idea, it could deceive you as, like, deceive you as to how the outcome of it can be really bad, you know, no, something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. I, what you I think? Yeah, like, basically, be careful of the people is around you. Because, yeah. Like, this reminds me of, like, it reminds me of the story of Macbeth. Yes. And, you know, how Macbeth was basically deceived by his wife. Mm-hmm. and the fame and the money and like I the attention that I he got get it. and then he and he legit like basically backstabbed his friend like his best friend and now his punishment was that he was haunted by his ghost and that, that made mm-hmm. him crazy so yeah. like yeah it's that kind of thing like be careful of what you see and be careful mm-hmm. of like what is given to you because you never mm-hmm. know what can happen and oh and you can also you never know what spirits is behind it because you never know yes. some stranger may give you money or give you streets but you never know what they were saying in order to give yeah. it to you yeah. that spirit like that's why like is is yeah going by is good is important to feed our spirit by reading the word gaining the knowledge because once our spirit is stronger than our flesh, we'll be able to detect exactly the, the type of spirit, if it's good or bad. So it will make us like help us stronger and to see mm. things more spiritually so that we can live properly as Christians. I completely agree. That is exactly what I was thinking too, but I wanted, I didn't want to, you know, say anything <laughs> just in case you had something because that would not have been fair. Yes, I completely agree. And I see that like that nice link with English. I like it. I like it. Came to my mind. Oh, that's what happens when you go to school, but it's okay. (laughs) Saying eight, it says, do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches, and if they are gone, they for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the for, fly off to the sky like an eagle. Okay. Um, I feel you know like this what? is is a matter of being humble. Yes, I understand what you mean. Possibly. Yeah, I had the idea that um, you need to kind of similar to what we were saying for the last saying, but basically saying that nothing in this world is temporary because it can go away so quickly so very you can link it to humbleness as well so it's like if you have this if you have that you shouldn't gloat about it you shouldn't have to you know do this do that you should be humble about it but also thinking how you need to remember that not everything is going to be there from the time that you're brought to the world to the time that you leave the world so i feel like this could be a reminder it's like don't get up in that idea that you have buckets of money or you have like five businesses because you're not going to be taking that with you to heaven are you no so yeah it's like maybe maybe it's more thinking like don't basically just live for god and don't live for materialistic 
goals. I mean, it's okay, like, oh, I want to be able to do this when I'm older, but that shouldn't overtake mm. the desire that you have for God or the will that you have for God or the, or like, set, putting God's will for your life in second place to your personal will, you know, something like that. Definitely. Hmm? Yeah. It's like, it reminds me of, like, what we see on social media, like, um, mm-hmm. gotta catch that bag or money more important than everything or um if i don't have money then there's what's point of life like i'm like mm-hmm. you're here you're breathing you're like as in you're alive but money did not make you alive like you don't pay to be born you know like you're there in the world as a blessing to your parents but then mm-hmm. your kind of response is like, oh, I still need money. Like, to me, I feel like it's kind of disrespectful. But, like, it's just the way they are yeah. transformed by the world and what they see on social media. Like, oh, yeah, if I have this type of money, I'll be able to get this. I'll be able to get that. Rather than in their minds of being like, oh, I will work for the things that I should be able to achieve. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, it's, it depends on the type mindset that they have yeah i agree yeah yeah okay saying nine do not eat the food of a stingy host do not crave his delicacy for he is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost eat and drink he says to you but his heart is not with you. Okay, okay. You will vomit up, vomit up the nettles that you have eaten and will have wasted your compliments. Oh, this, this mm. is strong. There this is, is strong. a reason why. I don't know if it is for other countries, but there's a reason why African parents say, do not eat the food of other people's houses if you don't know that person. Exactly. It really is to you. I like you said before, if you're not feeding your spirit, you won't be able to detect the type of spirit is around mm-hmm. you. Yes. Okay, I'm this one is strong. Off now. <laughs> yes, it's strong. Yeah, this is speaking all kinds of words to me, you know. It's the first thing I thought, it was like, do not trust everything you see. You do not know the intentions. You do not know the spirits behind it. Not everything is good. Not everything is from God. Unfortunately, we live in a world where now evil is normalized. A lot of things that are seen as sins and stuff like that in the Bible is normalized now. You know, like jealousy and um, sexual immorality. All of that is normalized now because everybody does it. But sometimes it's not seen as that right in your right in your eyes you know it might be covered up by something so when you see Mm. something there don't trust it straight away that's why you need to have the spirit with you what's the word discernment that's it you need to have Mm. discernment you need to have the spirit to be able to be discerned so you know oh wait this isn't good this is you know i don't feel like this is going to give me a good uh good outcome you know you don't know every intention yeah. of everything that is given to you which is basically linking back to what we said before you know you know don't trust everything don't trust people blah 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 blah, blah all that kind yeah. of stuff that we said earlier it's just the 
eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit up the little you have eaten and wasted all of your compliments. That hurts, you know, because that happens to a lot of people, you know? I mean, oh. it happens to everyone. We, we have all done it. it. We have We've all, all done, done it. it. We've all gone like, through it. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, and yeah. It's something that just learn from it, innit? <laughs> yeah, we have just learn from it, I guess. Okay. Uh, saying mm-hmm. 10. Do not speak to fools, for they will scorn your prudent words. What do you think that means? I mean, in terms of... If we can change the words fools to like, I don't know what words to change it because, in my opinion, I feel like not everyone is not a fool. Yeah. But sometimes we can act like a fool. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just the same way of like, um, it's the same as we said before do not be conformed to the world. Because mm-hmm. if you see someone act like a fool and, you've, and they're receiving like entertainment from it, and then you do the same thing. Not the same outcome that happens to them may not happen to you. So like mm-hmm. it's a thing like don't in terms of the type of friends you have. It says do not to force like type of words that for example person who constantly and then when they keep saying it and then it's just stuck in your mind and then out of nowhere it just comes out of your mouth and then it becomes a normal thing to you. Yeah. Don't think that shows you new things that you're not meant to be that kind of thing yeah i agree uh i also had like from what you said um it also gave me the idea of see how you said um you know not conforming to the world we of course we said this earlier as well but the idea of um don't socialize with like don't associate sorry don't associate with people who like are against your beliefs and stuff like that so don't associate with um not like ban yourself distance yourself you know like completely block them off they're not humans not that kind of stuff but don't surround yourself with pagans and atheists and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. the way that they speak and the way that they act it can start to change you without even realizing um so yeah it can it can basically they this sounds really like messed up but it can basically like mess up your mind without even realizing it almost but yeah that's all i have to say for that one saying 11 do not move and did we not read this already no oh it's oh, different it's different okay yeah do not move an ancient boundary stone or encroach on the fields of the fatherless for their defender is strong he will take up their case against you interesting you know, I was gonna def- I was gonna look up the definition of encroach, but then after reading that entire say- saying, I think I can understand what they mean. Okay. Yeah. So I was, you know, this gave me the idea, especially that last bit, encroach in the fields of the fatherless, for their defender is strong, and he will take up their case against you. I was given the idea 
I might be coming from the wrong side, but don't, um, what's the word? But don't expose yourself to those who aren't really of God because they are more of the devil. And I think because we call, we call God our heavenly father. So those who do not call God their heavenly father are fatherless. So I would think they are those kind of people without um, discriminating them in a bad way. Um, so their defender would be Satan. And we know that Satan, he's not stronger than God. Let that be known. But he is kind of strong. So it is possible that exposing ourselves, saying, oh, we're in a really good place, and, you know, telling, it's good to tell everyone, of course, but you don't want to be like, oh, by the way, um, I'm, like, doing so much better than you, blah, 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 blah. Because that person might be, yeah, like, oh, they're doing well. I don't want to see them do well. Let me go, let me go do this. Let me go do that. Make them in this bad position. That's where the defender, a.k.a. Satan, steps in and he does his thing oh because this person is happy right now let me make sure that they're in a horrible position again and again and again so it's basically telling us not maybe don't expose or exploit yourself to people who maybe aren't who wouldn't classify themselves as children of god because they may take that as an advantage to um open a window for the devil to storm in your life again but yeah what do you think Dave? to be honest you explained it all because i to be honest i didn't really um understood what it was saying but the way you explained it now i understand yeah oh okay so that's good <laughs> that's good okay um let's go on to saying 12 apply your heart to instruction and your ears to the words of knowledge. I think that's very self-explanatory. Yeah, it's very straightforward. Yeah. You tell me yeah. what you got from that. As in, like, apply your heart to the instruction. And your eyes to the words of knowledge. I.e., taking for what is very important for you to know about the world. Mm-hmm. And let your ears hear of what you gain from it because then that can like help you learn for you to be more more smarter more like more advanced like Mm -hmm. like, for example the experiences that you have went through in your past years that take it into account like put it Mm -hmm. in your heart and then like learn from it gain knowledge from it then make sure that you that you try not to be in that same situation again. To mm-hmm. me, that's like that's what it means. Okay. Yeah. I I like where you came from that because I thought of something a little bit different. But I like what you said. Um, I originally thought just trying to be very as straightforward and as literal to the word as possible when it's telling us to apply your heart to instruction. Basically, if the word says to do that then do that the word yeah. says don't do this don't do don't this do a yeah. b c one two three you know what i mean yeah and your ears to the words of knowledge so allow yourself to really listen and understand to what god is saying 
you know, because God speaks through us. You might not think, you know, you might, he might whisper in your ear, but open up our spiritual ears to what God wants us to learn. That kind of stuff. So basically just listen to what he says and apply it to your life. Literally, not just a thing where it's just spiritually, I'm not going to spiritually do this because it's spiritually wrong, but it should be, I'm not going to literally do that. So I'm not going to swear. I'm not going to be bad. I'm not going to be angry because that is against the word of God. That's not what God wants us to do. It's not Christ-like. So saying 13 says, do not withhold discipline from a child. If you punish them with the rod, they will not die. Punish them with the rod and save them from death. Okay. So there's two ways that we can look at this. Just so we know, there's two ways that we can look at this. We can look at this literally and we can look at this spiritually. Because I'm not going to lie, the first thing I thought was physically and literally. So I was like, oh, okay, God, really? Okay, I guess that's fine. But we can look at this two ways. Dee, do you want to explain your point? And then I'll go back to what I was saying. I mean, God is basically saying is to discipline your child with a rod. As in, I'm just saying, you can see that in two ways. But I feel like, I don't think God doesn't mean like physically. Because there are some people who read this and they'll take this to account and be like, Oh yeah, God said that I should punish you with a rod, so come here, let me punish you. No, that's not the case. <laughs> For me, I feel like God is saying that the word discipline is very important. That mm-hmm. and when you put discipline into a wording and replace that word with something else, like discipline can be like um something that can help you to to see things differently. Like, mm-hmm. for example, like, there could be a child that is on the electronics 24 hours and the parents may discipline them will be like, okay, I'm going to take away your, your electronics for the next 24 hours and then find something else to do. And then when mm-hmm. the child finds something else to do, then they're able to manage the timing of when they can do electronics and when they can do, like, a new hobby that they actually find liking to do. So it's something... It's a case where, like, when discipline a child, it's a way to help them for their future and helping mm-hmm. them to, like, live properly within the world in their daily life basis. Because we don't want them to feel like they're lacking anything, like, like the basic things that you need to learn, cleaning, cooking, you know, like washing clothes, fixing basic, basic kind of funds, like that kind of things, like basic skills. That we need to mm-hmm. uphold, you know, that kind of thing. That's what I think. Yeah. Very linked to what you said. I would class that as to what I was thinking as the physical. So basically, let's think about it this way, right? First of all, realistically, you should not be hitting anyone. Let's let's just get that straight. Right. Mm-hmm. So don't beat your child with a rod because that's just a bit silly, isn't it? Yeah, it's too silly. But <laughs> we could take that into another way like what you said when it it tells us to punish them with the rod that doesn't necessarily mean a literal rod that could be um take like taking 
someone's thrown away or banning them from this or something like that you know and when you think about that physically which you can definitely link spiritually is that you are this has to be done for you to realize what you have done is wrong so that's a lesson you know as a christian you're always learn as a person as a christian you're always learning and you need to learn right from wrong given the situation as to what happened in genesis that we're not going to talk about today you know yeah so you now we have to learn what's right and what is wrong so sometimes we do stuff that is wrong whether we intentionally did it or not we may be forgiven but we need to also suffer the consequences of what we've done so we understand that it's wrong and will prevent us from doing it next time and we can definitely apply that to being a christian we need to know that you know if you sin if you sin then this is gonna happen it's the same thing so like um what example could i give i don't want to mm, i don't know what example i could give i was thinking of the story of job but that doesn't really qualify because job didn't really do anything wrong that was more of a test of his faith but yeah. Basically, if we think of it spiritually, sometimes we do, sometimes we sin. Sometimes we intentionally do it, sometimes we don't. And God will forgive us for that because he has mercy, he has grace for us, and that's eternal, that won't ever stop. But for us to actually realise what we've done is wrong and won't do it over again and again, because if we do, then that's just manipulating and taking his mercy for advantage, and that's not fair. What God happened, what God has said is that if we sin, then there's consequences. Like, say, for example, if you lie, if you lie and someone finds out that you've lied, you get in trouble. That's the consequence. So mm. it's yeah. like you need to under you need to go through the consequence to avoid doing it again. And that makes complete sense, of course. So obviously you can think about it physically, you can think about it spiritually. But it all says the same thing. It's all classed as a learning lesson. Once you you do that and you realise what you've done is wrong, you shouldn't be doing it again. So, yeah. So I was uh, also thinking of Jonah. Yeah, that's a better... Yeah. I like that. that. That makes more sense. That's a better story to use, the story of Jonah. Um. Yeah. Do you want to explain? Long story mm-hmm. short, Jonah did not want to um did not want to take God's request to go to a city that he was scared to go to to preach God's word. So he ran away. Mm-hmm. When he ran away, his consequence was to be swallowed by a whale. So he sat there for three days, knowing the fact that he ran away from God, didn't take account of his request, didn't fulfill that request, and even tried to run away thinking that God won't find him and obviously he did because he got swallowed by a whale so after three days he got spitted out and then he was he was um he knew that he had to apologize to God because he knew that what he did was wrong and Uh then he went to city and preach the word so i feel like that type of discipline it doesn't always has to be like a hobby or hobby or something sometimes it can be just just to learn from like the person wants 
you to do good in life like whatever your parents are doing for you like whenever they discipline you like take account that they just want only the best from you and for you to learn from it mm-hmm. so you can be, like you can teach it to your kids so they won't do the same mistakes that you did so it's like taking account of things and gaining knowledge from it mm-hmm. taking account of actions yeah okay uh saying 14 almost there okay my son if your heart is wise then my heart will be glad indeed my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak what is right i like this i'm gonna highlight it so that's nice yes it's very it reminds, nice it reminds me of a song which song oh what you call it um this is the day the lord has made i'll be glad and rejoice in it oh maybe it's from that verse you never know you don't know no i'm saying maybe this no. is from this is the that day. verse but no i don't know it sorry Maybe because you know, maybe it's talking about the um, so. what is the what I think what this is saying is like if you believe in your heart with like all your heart, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. He is my King of all kings, my Lord of all lords. That's obviously going to make God happy because, you know, mm. now with this whole world that we live in and having a choice of whether you choose to be a Christian or not, God's going to be happy if you decide to be one of his followers, one of his children in Christ. And he will be happy yeah. when you, when it says, um, when your lips speak what is right, maybe we can re- interpret that as basically spreading the gospel. So maybe, for example, let's um hope that what we're doing now you know talking about the word god is seeing us talk about the word and he's rejoicing in heaven because hopefully we are speaking as to what is right you know basically that um what do you think yeah basically just making sure that what you're saying that is right and um i'm gonna say like in terms of prayer like mm-hmm. when you're praying to God or when you're worshiping or whatever, just be focused into that prayer because there'll be times when you get tempted to fall asleep and then you say the wrong words and then it can lead to like a different thing that you don't want to get involved in. So mm-hmm. I would say, like, I, I can't lie, like, I was one of them people, like, you know, when you sleep in church, you don't pray. Or when you're praying at home and then you just fall asleep and you just say random words and you don't even know I don't what know you're if saying. it was just me. I don't know if it was even just worse. me. So like just I don't know if it was just me, but you know <laughs> it's by accident, I swear. I'll be praying before I go to sleep. And then usually I start my prayers, thank you for blessing me with the day. But then I'll be saying thank you for blessing me with this yeah. food. And then I'll be like, no, 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 no. I'm not praying for food. I'm praying for the end of the day. You know? <laughs> and then I'll be like, oh my gosh, God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. But 
yeah go on continue yeah yeah this is just like that take account of what you're saying but to be honest it's it's very good like when god sees you like building your faith feeding your spirit like he's happy already and you know we just have to continue making him happy Mm -hmm. i agree okay uh the last one for today uh would you like to read it by all right do not let your heart envy sinners but always be jealous for the fear of the lord there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off oh this sounds like a promise Verse 18. Yeah. Sounds like a promise. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Jeremiah 29 11. Oh, Jeremiah 29. Yeah. It's just instant. Yeah. It's just instant. Hold on. Let me just quickly find out what zealous means. That's interesting. Zealous meaning. Zealous means filled with or showing a strong and energetic desire to get something or to see something succeed oh i see okay um it's funny because he did jealous it was jealous (laughs) zealous zealous you know z with the zing that's very interesting i like that good choice of word very nice interesting choice of word so basically what it's saying in my from what i've understood um, we can link this back to one of the sayings that we said earlier, which I think was saying, you know, six to eight, where we were like, oh, don't follow people who are like worshipping yeah. or idolizing materialistic things. That could mm-hmm. be said for the first, for that first bit of verse 17, where it's saying, don't let your heart envy mm-hmm. sinners because you want to be like them, you know that kind of stuff but you do realize mm. what they're doing isn't right it might look good now but it's not you know it's not permanent and then it says always be zealous yeah for the fear which basically after reading the definition of zealous it's basically saying have desire be energetic have passion to seek and to have the fear of god inside you and because of that, we should, we should basically have that because God has hope for us and we should have hope for our future and we should not allow the envy that we have for people who are doing materialistic things that might not be seen as, um, that not be seen as things that will glorify God. It's not seen as something that's good that will provide any hope if anything or cut your hope off and you shouldn't dwell on it instead of that you should dwell on your desire you should dwell on your passion on your strive for looking for god for having that power that spirit for having that humbleness towards god so yeah yeah what do you think yeah yeah i agree that you know just don't be um don't think that just because you don't have that you don't have the money you don't have that job you don't have that house you don't have that car you don't have that whatever don't feel like don't have god has something 
much better for you. Like, cause, mm. like I said before, faith without works is dead. So, yeah. With that being said, when you know that God has made a promise for you and He has told you the the promise or the covenant or maybe like a riddle or something, because God works in mysterious ways. Whatever He mm-hmm. told you, take it into account look for answers because you never know your answers might be in the bible and then when you read like a story or a verse and it relates to what god has said then you will start to link everything together you will be blessed more because you believe without seeing it happen because it says Uh blessed for those who have seen and has have faith and have not yet seen Uh again like your faith that will fulfill that promise for you and you worked through it and you was in partnership with God knowing that oh yeah I will receive it and then once it comes you get blessed more and then you get blessed with more what you ask because you never know you might ask for a house God gave you mortgage and the next thing you know you have a car as well waiting for you outside your house like God Mm -hmm. works in mysterious ways like he will make you happy and make sure that you will get what you deserve and you Mm -hmm. have to make sure the way that you're acting in the world is towards to what you deserve not what you think that you will gain Mm -hmm. that's what i think yeah yes i i agree with you yeah okay um so we have done 15 of the sayings so we are going to stop there because we've actually talked quite a lot and hopefully sometime yeah. we'll, we'll have a we no not hopefully definitely we will have a second part from verses 16 to 30 to basically finish up this bible study so um we're just going to stop it for now we're going to terminate because you know that's a lot of information being thrown that's a lot of sharing that we both have to dwell on both have to pray on so want to give everyone a chance to really you know take it in so um thank you for listening i hope you enjoyed it as much as i have um did you enjoy it Dee? because i did that was a very lively conversation yeah yeah so fire brought to my face <laughs> yeah so um thank you guys and hopefully you will be with us for part two